Welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, the show where we talk about dirt bike and dirt bike related products and answer the viewer questions. My name is Jimmy Lewis and I'm your host. On this episode, I'm joined by longtime host George, uh, Big John paid us a visit again, and we're back at Ramiro's where we originally started this podcast and we go over a little history, uh, talk about a few things, have a few tequilas and uh, generally enjoy the atmosphere. The sound quality probably isn't the best on this, but uh, we're at a bar and uh, that's why I tell everybody to shut up. So we got to thank our sponsors. Um, Taco Moto has uh, been helping us out, a little financial sponsorship. And uh, so check out Taco Moto up on uh, the internet. He has parts for your um, tuning, I guess. Lots of advice and parts. Uh, Kate's Bars has been with uh, Jimmy Lewis Off-Road and Dirt Bike Test for a long time. They keep us nourished when we're out riding on the trail. You can always email me for a code, discount code for Kate's Bars if you're interested, and Climb. So Climb makes the best dirt bike gear out there. Uh, I wear it all the time uh, when I'm riding for fun. So enjoy some climb riding gear. Thanks to uh, also DDC Sprockets. Um, DDC has been uh, keeping your rear wheel going round and also supporting the support of off-road or sport of off-road. So those companies kind of keep us going and hopefully you will keep them going too. So here goes the show. Welcome to our 50th episode live from Ramiro's. It's uh, 7.02. I wish it was 5.02 right now. Right here. I did ask you for one of those pictures. Yep. This is the only dirt bike test shirt I have. You wear the same thing. Well, that's the way it is. Okay. Now it's 7.03. So live from Ramiro's, we're back. This is Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. This is the uh, show where uh, Jimmy Lewis and tonight um, Jorge, I mean George, because uh, we have a lot of Mexicans in the house tonight. Um, talk about motorcycle and motorcycle-related products. Uh, we can answer eh, probably seven out of ten questions that uh, are posed to us. What are you going to do? It's about branding. you got to turn this to the Oh, jeez. Um, it's about branding. <laughs> Yeah, there's a dirt bike tech sticker uh, down here someplace, and then but there's a so also tonight uh, we have a special guest, Victor. And he, man, he's what you got there? Shrimp cocktail or something? Yeah, I'm hungry. Yeah, he drove all the way out from California to come and hang out with us, and he brought us this awesome bottle, old old bottle of Centenario Extra. Um, so we're gonna try that during the show. Uh, I'm going to try to have time to eat tacos. I was a little busy uh, before that. But uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. That's super awesome. Uh, thanks, uh, Jorge George, for um, right here for uh, showing up tonight. We have uh, Logan to read our questions, maybe. Maybe. We might have Logan's moment of silence. Uh, Big John, who is evidently the best flat tracker in the world. 
Self-proclaimed best flat tracker in the world tonight. Today, I unfortunately cannot partake in flat track today. Now, what's that about? Your fans want to hear. You got to talk at the talk over here. Okay, let me. Yeah, don't talk. What's that about? Your fans want to hear why you didn't ride flat track. Because I did tell. I did a belly flop this weekend, and I mean a super solid uh, belly flop, showing off like usual, um, and something went wrong. Um, I can explain it in detail what went wrong, but when I went over the handlebars and I landed on the ground, I tried to break my fall, and I think I punched myself in the chest and allegedly, you know, maybe uh, bruised up a rib or something. So I'm sore. It sounds very familiar to my get-off on the 50 that you laughed at. It still hurts. Same thing. Arm into the ribs, broke ribs. Yeah, ribs are fragile things when you punch them in the ground. So, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm probably not uh, smiling as much. Did it interrupt on your side? Interrupted. Interrupted Anybody on my else? side. No, I, I'm going to read the questions here. Let's see, we got Tim Gomez out there. Mark Daniels, uh, Todd Kelly. He, he liked it when I was facing the other way, when I was testing the camera. Mitch. Yeah. Mitch, Mitch is out there. Mitch is out there. My Mitch. wife, my brother, Bob so, Kelly. So Bob Mitch, Kelly. Mitch is in Trump Mitch. Yeah. He knows where this place is. Yeah, I know. Is he scared? Is he scared of Ramirez? No. No? Scared of me. Uh, I don't know. Hey, Scared's the right word. <laughs> Victor's on it. Tim Chan. Holy smokes. Yeah. Susan Clark, my neighbor. Stephen Grove. Um, this is a guy I went to high school with. See, all these followers are for who? For you? Yeah. yeah. What did you do? Did you do some promoting? I was too busy. No, like, I didn't promote at all. Um, Mike, Mike Spurgeon from... Taco Moto, he was up there. Michael Jansen. So, Robert Miller wants to know, he says, Jimmy, why, when are you going to bring the XR Twin Piper into the studio and do a complete segment on all its unique features? Uh, Robert, is that the mini bike one that I have, or is that like the, the one that I raced in Baja back in the day? Because I don't actually have that bike. Actually, I think I gave all the parts away that I had for that bike um, to somebody else. So, yeah, Chris, I know there's too much background noise, but we're at a bar, restaurant, and that's the way we like it. It's it's easier than having tacos delivered. We just came down here and set up a studio, and Janie likes us. So, I, oh wait, I know what I was going to do. Hey, everybody! Everybody, shut up! We're trying to do a damn podcast here in a bar. In a bar. It's a restaurant. Restaurant, right? Um, maybe use a helmet mic. Let's see. Let's see. Um, the background noise from the test 40 minutes ago is worse. So it's worse now or worse later? <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Brian England asks, Jimmy, what do you think of the FIM proposed rules to ASO and AER regarding rally safety? I uh, just read that today. Uh, routes must now be recode by riders, not just cars. Roadbooks approved by riders. Honestly, thought that really happened. Maybe airbag jackets and possibly intake restrictions to bring speeds down. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't seen those rules today. I saw. I, I saw that they're switching over. At least in the world rallies, the official language of the road books has to be English now. So all the notes have to be English. I saw that. Um, really? Some of this. Yeah. Yeah. So no more French stuff. Yeah. You know, we're gonna say wash instead of oued and 
and uh, you know, straight ahead as opposed to whatever the letters, other stuff. I never really paid attention to that. I just, just blindly followed the road book. The arrow? Yeah, just followed the arrow. Um, but uh, I don't think... I don't know. I mean, they're going to do whatever they can to make it safe, safer. I remember for a while they were mandating neck braces, and I'm not a fan of that, so... Um, it'll it'll work itself out, but uh, um, yeah. Uh, and then ASO kind of does whatever they want, uh, as opposed to you know in the rally world, you know they have Dakar and then there's all the other world rallies. So um, it's 2:02 p.m. Wednesday afternoon in Australia. Uh, Robert, say hi to uh, Jerry Bernardo for me. When you're down there in Australia, New Zealand watching too. Really? <laughs> Jeff Slaney. Uh, Rodrigo Lopez, have you noticed a lot in improvements from 320 millimeters clearance fro? What does that mean? No idea. <laughs> a seven out of ten ain't bad. Well, whatever that means. Is that our sound quality? <laughs> Um, How is the video? Is the video frozen or is it going? I'm not sure. Uh, people are telling me to be careful. Oh, wait, could, I know why. Because I was talking, it's a delay, and I was talking about when I did my belly flop and, and all the other stuff. Um, so, this. Uh, so you might be watching this live on Facebook right now. So a lot of times we read the questions um, live on Facebook. Uh, we get the, get to those and then we kind of take them back at the end. We have a lot of questions that um, we pull off of our YouTube videos. So when you watch our videos on YouTube and you pose a question on there, we'll answer that question uh, here on the show as opposed to responding to all of those, uh, which can be kind of overwhelming sometimes. And then... Uh, we and the, the peanut gallery generally asks a question or two about um, why we even do this. I think <laughs> for the money and fame. The money and the fame. Hey, uh, Jay, I have one serious problem here. I have no way to transfer this <gasps> in, into my uh, Jamie. Into my uh, is that mouth. Tequila? Yeah. So I think there's probably a few other people would like this too, right? So it's good that we're, we're sharing tonight. Yeah. Okay. Victor brought this yeah. from yeah. deepest, oh deepest, uh, deepest Mexico. Um, Thank you, I told him I would. Uh, uh, well, Janie has to. No, you're in front of the light, and then Janie's got to bring the glasses. Yeah, good. Okay. Put it in there on the ice. Janie's got to deal with. No, 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 no. That this doesn't go on ice. It can go on, it, but I drink tequila all different ways. Well, it can, but it's not gonna. It's not gonna. Okay, we'll go in there and we'll dump it here. You're, you're not, you're not aware of our tequila procedures around here. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, where are you on that board up there? I'm not. Not? I drink no. it at home. Okay. <laughs> I got a little Mexican kid that brings me stuff up from his great grandfather's cellar. I think I, so I would. <laughs> so we, hey, are you you're Make my sure little Mexican boy that brings stuff up from my little Mexican <laughs> boy? Yeah. You look like a man to me. Not yet. You're not a man yet. No. Anyhow, uh, oh, they say the sound is worse now for some reason. The test was perfect and the sound is worse now. 
Bye. Man. How about now? Yeah, I don't I don't know what happened. We actually had music going in the background and all kinds of other stuff. So, uh, Kenny Yellen is uh, coming in from Oak Hills, home of Ricky Brabeck. Who's Ricky Brabeck? Some guy. Some guy? I have a, a signed autograph thing for you, by the way, that I forgot to bring along with my wallet. So, the problem with the wallet. No, the problem with the wallet tonight is, is I was going to like you know buy some rounds. How about a Don Julio? Ricky's the guy that looks like Logan on the 250. Cheers! This is going on my list, right? Where's Suzanne? She's going to be kind of upset. Uh, I messaged her. All the way to 1945. It's almost a whiskey. Thank you. Victor, that's well, he said a lot of it might have evaporated. Yeah. Out of the yeah. It was like it's pretty good. Evaporated. Yeah. So, uh... The Centenario is my go-to. Yeah, good. Um, this is uh, Talk Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, number 50. Um, big celebrations. Yeah, we're kind of celebrating tonight. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Martin's, Martin Gomi's from uh, Ransburg. And Tim, his brother's down in New Zealand And my wife says it sounds fine. Tell them to get some hearing aids. Can I pour this here? Yeah, he says it's fine. Martin's Martin. I mean, uh, uh, Victor says it's okay. Uh, and if Dalton wants to know, are we going to have Skylar Howes on? Um, sure, get him down here. He's <laughs> halfway here. It's not that far from uh, St. George. We got the, 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 the background noise is getting good. So if, if, if you just turn the, turn the volume down. Thank you. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get Caveman Richard Jackson on the show, um, Eric Featherston says. He has been racing longer than I have been alive, and I am old. I, I know that. I actually, uh, I know Jessica's daughter is good friends with my wife Heather, and um, so good. And uh, Taco Mike is out there. Mike, we uh, missed you. We saw you drop in at the last one. And okay, we've caught up on the we've caught up on the Facebook posts. We're all good. I have to find that other uh, document that I have stashed here with all of my other questions. Um, you're 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 antsy for me to answer this first question. No, not it's really. One, it's one of your buddies. He's your, you know he's, your, he's one of your main followers. Is I he text, watching? I text him. I didn't get he's a text not watching. Back, so let's can that one. Can that question? Oh, he might come come in later. I don't know. Can answer his question. So, um, let's see. What have we been doing a dirt bike test besides breaking ribs? Oh, uh, testing. I, before I did that, I got to ride the uh, 2020.5 uh, KTM uh, Factory Edition and the 2020.5 Husky Rockstar Edition uh, 450. So it's essentially kind of a preview of what um, KTM Husky are going to be offering next model year is the motocross bikes, which are pretty similar to the current ones. They just made a whole bunch of kind of small revisions. I mean, that bike's now, it's kind of strange to say that KTM's been using the same bike for two and a half years. Um, and the, the dual sport bike is even caught up. So we just released the test on the FE501 uh, that's now on the YouTubes. And I'm trying to get some more stuff up there on the KTM 500 EXC and the Husky uh, 
just a straight FE501 dirt bike, but uh, time constraints have been a little difficult here. So, um, yeah, you can, we actually should like link that video up on the website, but man, somebody, I, where's Gabe? I saw Gabe, okay, this is kind of strange, but I don't know if you saw this. That he rode up to the house on a quad today? Oh, that was him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you saw a quad ride through my yard, right? I heard something pull up. Yeah, you should have pulled a gun out. But anyway, the quad rode through our yard, and it was Gabe. So I'm, I'm a little worried. Gabe can't be here tonight, but every once in a while, you know, maybe, you know, just things are wavering. I mean, usually we, we give him gas money, and he disappears, and then he shows up on a quad. So I'm really... Really concerned about poor Gabe right now. Maybe traded the truck for a quad. I don't know. I mean, I didn't see the truck. <laughs> he said something about drifting. He said drifting. He said, "I said, Gabe, are you, are you okay? Is that you know that you pulled up on a quad?" And he's like, "He said something about drifting." And I. I don't know. I he's drifting a quad. Maybe he's drifting you know, over to Tulsa. I remember when Gabe was cool. He had a Jeep. He had a bike. It's cool, but he's he's borrowing a bike. Actually, you I think know, you got to take away that 250 rally no, and give well, it to I can't. I can take I can take it away. I can take the 250 rally away now because he got the test put up. So the newest oh, YouTube video is of that CRF 250L uh, rally that's uh, up there. So uh, me and Gabe sit around and talk about it. So now maybe I can take it away since he pulled up on a quad. I, I thought maybe he was just running out to you know shoot some quick pictures for maybe a grinder profile or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Um, I think this is actually not that bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's Quite good. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. It's it's old. How old do you think that is, Victor? Forty. Forty years old. Wow. We should wow. quit pouring it then. Yeah. Save it for the special people. Hmm. Speaking of special people, okay. I won't go there. Oh, no, you should. <laughs> Am I special? No. Um, I'll save that first question. So, um, I think your fans still want to know what happened today. How'd you break ribs? You, yeah. Nose willy. I was doing... I was doing uh, Why did this happen? I was doing nose willies. By showing off. Why? Oh, exactly why did it happen. Because um, I was actually switching between bikes. There was... I was, I was goofing around on my bike, and then someone said, hey, can you do that with a recluse? And I said, yeah, I can absolutely do it with a recluse. So I hopped on a, one of my students' bikes in the class, and I started doing... Oh, was, so this was in a class for safer riding? Yes, yeah, a, a motorcycle safety oh, yeah. class where I teach, I teach how to ride um, motorcycle safety. But I like to, I like, I was think... It, and you felt a teachable moment coming. I like to, dem so, I like to do demonstrations. Do demos. I don't recall you doing demos on day two. So... I was I was doing it on my bike on my Hoosterberg 570, by the way. Which I mean, have I ever told you how much power that bike has? I mean, it's it's like all these guys that have 500s and they're like you know my 500s really fast. I got this kit and this tuning. I have a stock Hoosterberg 570, and man, I mean it it makes like. Like the rolling on the throttle experience is just out of I this world. I think it spun the air molecules out of the back tire that I put on there, right? Was that tire flat? Yeah, yeah, but I cleaned the valve stem out, oh, okay. and it worked. It, it held air again. I think. I mean, I didn't check it out. But anyway, so I was doing like, I was like wheeling, and then I would go into a nose wheelie, and I go back to it. I was like kind of pretending like I was a stunt rider, which I'm not, and. Uh, 
So one of the students saw that and he said, "Hey, can you do that with a recluse?" And I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't. It, it, and his bike, the recluse wasn't set up like I like mine. You know, I like them to come on a little bit quick. His kind of revved a little bit, so it was tricky. But I was able to kind of do it. But I didn't like the way the clutch worked, and because and, I'm kind of like I'm on the spectrum. So it says my wife. I have a KTM 500. You're all in. That I wanted to, I wanted to feel the difference. I, I wanted to feel the difference between that setup and and my setup. His bike. Well, his setup that engaged late, and I wanted to ride one that engaged early just to see what it did. But the brake lever, the front brake lever, was adjusted really far out for my little small hands. And you know what they say about people with small, short fingers, right? Yeah, I have little hands. I didn't ask you. Yeah. So. Um, did you know that? How do you know? I don't know. <laughs> so, so anyways. A lot of research you get yeah. that? So I, I was doing the, 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 the wheel loft and I was just goofing around and I came, you know, put it out and I kind of, like, you know, used the front brake to snap it up and do a little bit of a nose wheelie kind of thing. And the first time I did it, it snapped kind of quick because it was, like, hard for me to reach. Totally warned me. And then I, you know snapped the front wheel back up and then I brought it back one end end to the other kind of hopping the bike a little bit and then and then the second time it snapped even harder and it just was a full rotation so the the bad thing about doing nose wheelies by the way and and I'm 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 a little bit better than this other guy I used to know named Jonathan Belding he used to work in Yamaha testing who is a a self-proclaimed nose wheelie expert I'm a little bit better than Belding but just like the time I tried to prove to him that I was a little bit better, like things went wrong. That bike over rotated, and I was I was gonna go down. And so there's one thing you can do at that point: you can't hit you can't hit the rear brake. There's nothing. You just pick a side and die. And so I picked the side, and I dove off to the side, and um, and uh, oh, tuck and roll. No, I didn't tuck and roll. I, I actually put my hands out, and Stop my hands kind of my hands kind of. I think I think I broke the fall, but I'm, I'm, I don't know what happened. But I think my hand went into my ribs and then crack and snap, crackle, pop, or whatever. I jumped right up and pretend like nothing happened. And you know, it doesn't hurt right away. And you know, I talk about balance all the time, right? About how everything's balanced. You want to know how balanced I was when I was doing this? Well, you told me. I know the rest of this story. The bike. The bike landed upside down on the handlebar, sitting on the rear fender. It just rolled over nicely. I gently like changed the bike down. tires on your bicycle as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You flipped it. It was just sitting there upside down, and I'm like, you know, doing flopping on the ground. I jump up, and the bike's still idling. It idles for a few seconds before it actually auto shuts off, and I had to jump up and knock it back over to pick it back up. I felt like an idiot. I only did it in front of what, 18 people. 18 but you do students. that well. Yeah. Right. I mean. And then I got up and I demonstrated another drill, like. In shock, probably. Yeah, yeah, probably in shock. Everybody's like, "Are you okay? Did you hit your head?" I don't know. So anyway, that's that's my sob story. George, is there anything else? Would you? Do I need to bring any other? Yeah, I'll bring it up again later. Okay, before, good. So anybody that can post anything that'll make Jimmy like laugh a lot, that'd probably be a good thing. Oh, I can, no, no, I can laugh. I had a sneeze the other day. I mean, like like the first day and a half, I couldn't sneeze, and finally one snuck out and it popped something back into place. But the the, the other things, like wherever, like. And, uh, the little guy behind your eyes is just pissed. <laughs> no, I, you know what pissed me off is I didn't get to ride flat track today because I would have slayed Big John. 
<laughs> well, that wouldn't have been hard. Why? No, because you know, if you slay Logan, that'd be something to talk about. He's the oh, John, Big John's the self-proclaimed flat track king. He's talking over there. He didn't yeah. even hear it. He can see it. Later. I'll have to watch it. No, he can't even watch videos at work anymore. Enough about you. What, what questions we, you got? Oh, we can't talk about me anymore? No. It'll okay. come back later. Okay, uh, let's see. We're going to talk about the CRF250 rally that Gabe just put up a uh, video on YouTube for. I'll link those back over and put them on to dirt bike tests so they're easier to find. Um, but uh, Say G says, and he, he, he says, I'm 5'9. Will this be too tall for me? Oh. Well, on a good day, I'm 5'9, and that's a small bike. Yeah, but it's not. Look at me, I'm five, seven, eight, whatever. But my legs are short. Pull, you should pull out a five, seven, and three quarters. Seven, like, eight. Like you should, you should, seven, eight. Oh, really? Seven, Thirteen sixteenths, maybe? Yeah. yeah. I, I love it when somebody tells me their height and they go, I'm, I'm five, seven, and three quarters. Okay, yeah, so, but you got... Arthritic and hips and knees. But I got to lift, lift my leg high. But leg, leg, leg. Okay, so, so with short legs... Um, I guess you're going to have to take a picture of your legs, um, DM me of, of that, you know. Um, don't cover it up with, like, long pants. Just, uh, you know, then I can comment on this. That bike's pretty Hell no. Hell no. No, if you're 5'9", you can ride that thing. Logan, how tall are you? 5'4". 5'4". I can touch both feet. Really? Yeah. He's long legs, though. He's all legs. No, he's, he's long legs. Okay. Five, five four, and, and Logan can ride it. Um, I've seen, I've seen, everybody gets worried about like, is it too tall for me? What you have to worry about is the seat to foot peg height, not the ground clearance, like foot peg to ground, because you can always slide your butt off the side of the seat and put one foot down. So no, it will not be too tall for you. I mean, even if you have some weird, strange body like George here, it can't. You know, his little, little, little his legs are kind of like my fingers. You know, I sit on a couch and scoot back. My feet are straight out. You know, they don't <laughs> bend and reach the floor. They just sit straight out. Uh, okay. You don't need to touch the ground. Um, Sergio, Sin. Sendano says he's asking about the KTM 300. Is this bike road legal? Legal depends where you are. Yeah, it depends on, on where you are. You didn't tell me where you're at. Um, you can get it road legal legitimately. Why yeah, yeah. You, the one I raced the King of the Motos is road legal. So yeah, I think so. Talking about the CRF come road legal. No, it does not. It's a it's a yeah, dirt bike. It's, a, it's, a, it's actually it's actually a competition bike. It's a straight up competition race bike. Depends on the rules of whatever state you come from or country. Yeah. So in in Europe they sell them road legal in certain countries, uh, but they're really choked up. Sierra uh, 450 L, Sinister Ver Veritas. What does that mean? Veritas. Veritas. What's Veritas? Truth. Sinister is Truth. evil, right? Truth? Yeah. Sinister evil Truth. Evil Truth. Okay. So, uh, I love these names. Uh, so, what is a good trail bike for the Northeast where there is so much tight technical terrain but with occasionally some wide open roads? It doesn't look like Honda offers something for Eastern riders. Uh, Johnny Campbell thinks that the CR450L is the bike for you. Uh, but, man, uh, KTM makes that 350, right? Yeah. That's, the, that's the one you would want to 
get in there. If if Honda, if Honda doesn't make it, you can always. Does anybody make red plastic for KTMs? It's coming. It's coming. Don't put anything on there. My colors. Three colors. KTM. Yeah. Oh, oh, the gas gas one. I believe so. Yeah, so the gas gas will make dual sport bikes, and it'll look like a Honda because it's red, and then you can. That, but um, no, I mean they don't make anything street legal for that. And you're, you know, you since you're watching the Sierra 450L video, if you're a bigger guy, sometimes those 450s aren't that bad. Especially the X is not that bad uh, back east, but compared to a KTM 350, it's kind of a whole different, whole different bike. So um, yeah, uh, there's the Sierra 250RX, which. Frankly, I was blown away by how good that bike works as a as a trail riding bike. Um, I thought it would be really high strung and more racy like the motocross bike, but um, off road it wasn't too bad. If you're looking for the Honda solution for that, um, so hopefully, yeah, I think that'll answer your question. Now let's go back to the uh, let's go back to the questions. We got more questions on the. Uh, yeah, see, see, Jason Abbott answers that question right there since he's the uh, Honda, the Honda media representative. Sierra 250 RX tight trails for days. Glad we think alike. Uh, okay, and then people are trying to do what DM personal message stuff. Me, I, I can't respond to that right now. Yeah. They're like things are popping up on the screen. Oh, I need a sip of beer. Like talk. Do, so do what Logan's supposed to do. <laughs> Robert, oh, Sarah Jr. commented, I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't trust KTM. Hey, George, talk, to, talk over here. I'm trying to, but i got to read. Well, then angle your thing here. Don't you have my picture? I asked for a beer a while ago. You have my picture on your front of your screen? Why not? Yeah. Your brand is fine. <laughs> K, yeah, KIM fuel problem is common, but I don't need to deal with this problem with my XR650. Oh, here we go. So, so, some XR650 guys. Okay, good. Okay. I hope you're happy. Next question. <laughs> no, Husky. What? Wait, no, no, no. We got to answer that question. Was it a question? Um, yeah. Well, I don't see a question. No, 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 no. So he's 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 talking about. He watched the tour of Idaho video. So um, Robert. Oh, okay, that's no point. Yeah, yeah. To, oh, tour, tour of Idaho. Yeah. Sorry, didn't get that. Didn't get my code words. So um, he watched the tour of Idaho video and he says, "I'm sorry, but I don't trust KTM." And then he said, "I." And uh, anyways, uh, I'm glad you don't trust KTM because I do. Um, my bike was just fine. I didn't watch the video. Watch. I mean, just because my uh, ECU came unplugged, just kind of a freak of nature. Other than that, I didn't put a wrench to that damn bike for however many stinking miles that Tour of Idaho was. And I still ride that bike, and I would take that bike out tomorrow without doing one bit of maintenance, and I would go ride the Tour of Idaho again, except there's snow on the ground. So. Um, all XR650s are carbureted. Those are carbureted bikes. He right? says, yeah. Air-cooled carbureted. So his second comment was, yeah, Kim, Kim fuel problems is common, but I don't need to deal with this problem on my XR650. Well, so he's I saying have a, KTM fuel system problems. fuel system problems. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, you can... You can have problems with anything, and it's it half of it has to do with the person um, putting gas in the bike. You know, you're putting bad gas in, or you're letting dirt go in there, 
Have you not routinely checked the filters? And I have a lot of hours on my bikes, and I've only changed um, two of those tanks, the filters, that I recall. I have, I have a bag. Of, I bought a bag of 12 filters, and I'm ready to do them when, when we need to. And your bike was acting funny the other day. George has a KTM 500. He's acting funny. He's like, is it the fuel filter? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Is it still acting funny? Uh, a little bit, yeah. yeah. I was talking to talk to Mike about because I don't know if you guys sold the bike ECU or whatever, right? No, I we we, we, played with it. we we swapped it out. We just okay. we just took it. We swapped it out. So I got mine back. Hopefully. <coughs> no, I, I gave you a junk one and took all the good parts off your bike and put it on my Like you say, what's the last thing you touch? Oh, Jimmy had my bike tested, swapped out the ECU. Maybe that's where we. I don't know that we actually did it on your bike. I don't know that we messed. With, we yeah, messed I know with, you don't. Know. We messed with your three hundred. There's like seventeen bikes in my garage, and I don't know where my ECU is. It's in. It's underneath your seat. It's right underneath the seat where they all sit. No, my ECU. It's probably under your seat somewhere. No, I don't. I don't have. I don't have an, an 18, 19. We'll sort it. They're we'll different plugs. It. All mine are. What'd you swap out? Board. You just said you swapped it out. You don't have any. I'm, What'd you swap out? You I think out. I think on your. You janked my stuff up, didn't you? I think I think I think I worked your. I did. We did stuff with your 300, but all the 500 testing was done on my bikes. Okay. So, but back to this this <laughs> fuel filter. I'm you know, it's not common. It's very rare, but. Everybody likes to go on the internet and complain about how they make it a common problem. And everybody talks about everybody else's problem. And we're experiencing a small problem with his bike. And I'm not ready to go, oh, it's the fuel fuel filter. Because if it's generally if it's a fuel filter, it's a fuel restriction. And that happens at higher RPMs, you feel a reduction in power. It fuel filters tend to let you know they're going bad. A lot before they go, they don't just plug instantly. You start losing power. George's bike is idling kind of funny. It's got an idling issue. So I'm a little more uh, suspicious of the throttle position sensor. Um, there have been some ECU issues. I've, I've A friend of mine's bike actually had a bad ECU. But there, there's so many bikes out there and, and so few problems, it's not a big deal. But um, you, Robert, you should keep that XR650 because when you put a big tank on it, you have to have like all these fuel lines on that come from all different directions, and then you put a fuel filter on, and there's a lot of hot stuff like an exhaust pipe and routing around that that you know, um, and then Boiling the back, gas before it gets it boils the gas, good, right? and then and then the the, the the gas is hard on those fuel lines, and they crack, and then the fuel filters are out exposed to the. The, the acid rain and the acid rain gets on the fuel filter and the fuel filter breaks and but in all, all and a stick a stick will go up underneath your gas tank and pop that fuel line off. In all honesty, if you have a bike that you like and you're riding it, keep it, ride it. Right on. You don't yeah. need to get the latest, greatest, whatever. I have an XR650 and I don't ride it because I have a I have a Husaberg. And the Husaberg makes it's it's only a 570, but it makes way more power than the uh, than the, that XR650. That uh, according to Mark, uh, Berm Cannon Mark is a big pig. So okay. Here, back up here. You don't get that anymore. Caden S. How do you know? You have to work all the time. You can't come over. I can watch, <laughs> and I do watch. Right on. Thank you. Um. Okay, uh, 
So, Robert, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for watching the tour of Ohio video. I appreciate it. I I hope your uh, your confidence in other brands uh, goes up. So they're all good. Let's go back up to question one. Question one. I have oh. to pull a lot of strings to get this guy's attention. It sounds like he's on there now. But he's, he's live. Let's, let's. I don't know if he can pop up on there. Yeah. Hey, Jim Anderson. I'm gonna. Uh, Jim Anderson has a question. Uh, Jenny's gonna. Uh, text you my bar tab? Is that what you're going to do to get this question answered? Yeah, yeah text, text Jim. Yeah. So anyway, okay, I'm, I'm the guy I work with. You want to read it? You read it. I'll read it. Hi, Jimmy. My name is Jim Anderson. I'm a friend of Jorge Justice. Yeah, yeah. He probably texted. Let's just move on. He's talking about you, Jorge Justice. That's because you're a cop. You used to be a cop. I worked with him. You should know how to spell it. Yeah, because your name is kind of like Justice, but... Yeah, there is no justice. There is no justice. Okay, I was discussing suspension on the 2020 Husky with him, and he suggested I send you a question into your podcast. Because I don't know any, admittedly. And I refer him to right the experts. Yeah, 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 yeah. If he was talking about how to conceal carry on his motorcycle, he should talk to you. Maybe. And if he wants to talk about suspension, he should talk to me. I'm a 55-year-old intermediate off-road racer. I mainly ride the District 36 Cross Country Series. I currently ride a 2010 KTM 300 XCW. I'm considering purchasing a new bike. If you're riding 2010 and you're racing, that's a good idea. That's a, that's a good idea. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna appreciate that. Because you just raced a newer bike. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. I'm going back and forth between the KTM and the Husky. And you notice how I can say Husky now? It's, it's, it's so relieving to not call them white KTMs. But I'm leaning towards the Husky 300 with the wide ratio transmission because it comes with the Explorer fork and the linkage rear suspension. I've been told that the linkage suspension tracks better and does a better job of absorbing braking bumps. My biggest complaint with the current bike is that on rough downhills, I have tracking problems and experience a great deal of wheel hop. Before I pull the trigger on the purchase of a new bike, I would like your input on the differences as well as the pros and cons of linkage versus the PDS suspension. Any information would be greatly appreciated. I'm going to answer your questions uh, right after you know, like Jenny's phone pings and like our bar tabs all clear. <laughs> so we'll move on. <laughs> okay. um, so I'm going to tell you something uh, from your if your 2010 KTM 300 is kicking on downhills compared to new bikes, that should be expected because stuff has gotten a lot better. Um, Especially, 2010 was still. It wasn't like as bad as the 2008, like that version. But it was. It's still. They isolated the the um, shock tower on the PDS suspension, gave it a slightly longer shock, which was was huge. But the new bikes have become so much better. I remember riding a 2010 300, and then I rode a 500. So the 300 two-stroke, and I rode a new 500, and I'm like. Man, like the, the, everything's evolving. It's getting better because it actually the 500 made the 300 feel heavy and kind of like it didn't work that well. So no matter what you get, you're going to be very, very impressed with the performance increase. 
the difference, but since you're specific to the downhills and um, the way that the bike tracks, where I feel the linkage has an advantage on the PDS is that when you do a wide range of, of like riding, you know, you're riding in a lot of different situations, uh, you know, whether you're out in the desert one day and then you're a tight mountain single track trail, the, 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 the linkage tends to be able to get away with more before you want to adjust it. So uh, the PDS, it seems like you might want to make you know small changes to it in comparison to the to the if you're picky. Um, but where I find the the linkage seems to work it, it, on the new bikes. The difference between PDS and linkage it feels like the the linkage allows it to be a little bit softer initially, and then still have the same bottom resistance. But it, for me, I feel like the linkage it gets a little mushy at some places, like so that the bike doesn't handle as precise. Where that same mushiness is what's going to help you on the downhills. You know, it's it's instead so so that that wheel's going to move a little bit easier because there's no load on it. There's a lot less load, and it's going to move a little bit easier because it's unweighted. It's at the end of the stroke, and it'll move freer where the PDS might you know cause. Now the, the linkage sort of. What is it? Gears down the suspension, so the swing arm moves the same amount. Yes. And the shock does less, moves, compresses less with linkage. Depending on where it is in the stroke. Okay. So so, it's, so it changes it, during. The it, it changes, and, and the, the linkage allows a longer shock. You know, because the shock is, is able to hang down longer, so it has more for swing arm movement. It has more stroke sensitivity. Um, and then, you know, but it's it's so. We were going back and forth between the Husky and the KTM, the the, the 500 EXC and the FP501. Back and, and forth and back and forth, PDS. linkage and PDS. And if you weren't, I would say I would say eight out of ten riders could not tell the difference between the way that those bikes worked. They felt like those bikes um, were very 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 similar. And I think if you blindfolded them, like seven out of ten people, like I mean, a lot less wouldn't. I, I just lost my math numbers there. But so what are the? You know, you also mentioned to me the other day when I was talking to you about this that to correct that particular issue, you give up something on the other end, right? Everything's kind of a balancing act. Yeah. So if you're if you're setting up your bike for you know, and, and then it comes down to like, is your ride height set properly? You know, and then what have you done with your high speed compression on the shock? And is your fork, is your front fork too soft? And, you know, if, you know, he didn't really give me his height and weight, but if he's a little bit over, if he's a little bit over the the recommended weight, probably not. You know, regular regular size dude. Yeah. So yeah. So I think that in reality. If you're an average-sized rider, um, there, there's, there's, it's, it's all. A lot of it has to do with bike balance, and if, it's, if it has to do just with downhills and stuff, a lot of times you, you know you find that the problems in the rear end sometimes are caused by the fork, you know, getting low in the stroke. So maybe just increasing the compression of the fork. If the bike works in every place else it's perfect, then it's it's tricky to say, hey, you know, I'm a, I'm gonna, you know, to set it up, set it up just for that. Yeah, three tacos. 
Yeah, we had to make our food order, sorry. Um, so, how much that could be riding position? Oh, it sounds like. Oh, jolly. Sorry. Just open up the can of worms. So, uh, <laughs> some of this. Yeah. All you have to do is get get over the back a little bit more, and then it, it changes. And Here's my problem, like, a lot of times when I'm testing bikes is... Uh, except for that KTM 500 that is car wheel. Um, I adapt very quickly to to a, to a bike, and so so if you and I'm used to riding so many different bikes and, and changing so quickly. A lot of times that you know just doing something small with your riding position, you know, realizing my bike's doing this, and you can kind of react to it. And, and so sometimes when I go test a bike, I have to make a decision on how it's working very quick because I'll adapt my riding. I'll make my riding fit what that bike's doing. You know, if if bikes, and I like a bike that turns on the front end, if a bike doesn't turn on the front end and I'm a lazy rider, I find myself having to scoot forward on the bike to make it, to make that front end stick more. And then if it's a bike that like likes sliding and I want it to, and that's this is where I have a problem, if a bike, that turns better on the rear wheel, it slides on the rear wheel, and I start sliding forward to get the front end to stick, then the back end So that's a bike out. that's not just a riding stock. Well, there's certain bikes work better at, there's some of their front end turning and some slide really well. And I, I typically don't like bikes that are, that are the ones that are known for sliding. And, uh, but, I think more riders prefer the rear end sliding bikes than the front end turning bikes because they seem to be like unstable. So me as being a lazy rider, like I, you know, I don't like to scoot forward as much as I should. I can sit in the middle of the seat and still get the bike to turn. Or if you if you're a good aggressive rider, you get up in the front of a of a of a bike that turns, then it turns really good, maybe too good. But it's you can set them up, you know. But that's why I say these days the bikes are all so good. You just have to, you can buy the wrong bike for you. It doesn't mean whether it's good or bad. It's good or bad for you. It doesn't mean it's really good. So, back to his thing. He's thinking of a 300 Husky or a 300 KTM. I'm telling you, if he's coming, he's coming. I thought he mentioned air shocks or something well, at some point. Um, no, he, he mentioned the, the Explorer fork. So, he wants, I think he wants the open cartridge fork uh, with, with, with the... Uh, Either linkage or PDS rear end, so it's it, it, coming coming from 2010. Anything you get's going to be awesome. I would I would get. I mean, just I I, I can't say one will work better than the other, and, and you'd have to be picky to tell the difference to really tell the difference. But if if you want to be picky, I would say <laughs> be like all the motocross racers and realize that since you're a head case, you need to have a linkage. Period. PDS is bad if you're a racer. It's it's That's well it's well saying. it's well known. Being a little facetious. Do you see any PDS race bikes? Why? I mean, maybe some of the maybe some of the extreme enduro guys, but there is no such thing. So just get the Husky, and then you can't complain because it can't be the bike at that point. If I could get a PDS motocross bike right now, I would. Sorry. What was it you said about air shocks or something? Air shocks? You were, no, you talked about... Air fork or forks, shocks? Forks or something you were talking. You said, I love think somebody do this and the guy had actually done it. Yeah. Is that releasable? 
when you were testing the bikes with the Huskies and all that? Oh, no, no, no. Can't talk about that. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. It's bad. Yeah. The airport. I just heard you say you like airports. I love airports, and I was talking to someone that's really sharp with bike testing and development, and, and he hates airports. He absolutely hates it. And but he has it. Oh, look at those. Mm-mm-mm. Um. Yeah, he, he uh, no, he, he, he made a he made a, a a quote substandard spring fork work really good at motocross, and he was totally happy because that's that's and it's a, it was a feeling thing. It's like it just there's a, there's a reason why I like why I like air forks, and there's a reason why he likes spring forks, and he was able to make a spring fork work good for him. And I I have I. You know, it, it's he understands he understands what he wanted, and he made it work. Even so though, did that answer Jim Anderson? Did that answer your question? What are you gonna buy? What are you gonna buy? Get off your wallet and come to a riding school. <laughs> I, I bet you. I bet you that'd be forty percent of it. I I'd be willing to bet. <laughs> Okay. That no matter what bike you buy, I can get you the best modification ever for that bike. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he's too busy racing. Hey, Craig Hunter. I see Craig Hunter. That's uh, that's um, that's uh, Trevor Hunter's dad. Uh, were you the guy that that they just uh, put out the Delorme Inreach put out stories about people that got lost in the wilderness? Were you the guy that that almost died on a snow bike? Because <laughs> there was a Craig Hunter that almost died on a snow bike, <laughs> and I saw pictures of you and a snow bike the other day. So I'm just trying to put two and two together. Uh, um, hey, uh, everybody wants to know where Victor is. He's right in front of me right now. Hiding. He's hiding. He doesn't want to come on. He's kind of like Gabe. He's. But he, he was ripping laps around the flat track today. Pretty impressive for a guy that drove four hours to just hop on the bike and uh, handle the flat track like that. Let's see. I'm going to go back to see where we're at here on the questions. Um, and he brought us tequila. Uh, and he brought us tequila. Yes. So um, Mark Daniels explains all the fuel problems. He says, with today's fuel, everything has problems. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Um Let's see. Put a link to the Tour of Idaho video if you can. Thanks. Uh, Kenny, if you just go to the Dirt Bike Test uh, website, www.dirtbiketest.com, and just in the little search box up there, type in Tour of Idaho, it will pop up uh, pretty quick. Um, hey, Jimmy, what the heck are you wearing? Uh, Michael Pounds is um, watching some video of me explaining King of the Motos. That was actually a jersey <laughs> that a guy from Colorado made. Oh, I wish I wish I knew that. Remember the name of the gear, but they had sublimated a sheriff's, um, like a, a sheriff's, uh, like deputy jersey or something. Like it had a little star on it and had the bandana hooked into it. Yeah, that's what I'm wearing. Um, I, I used to wear it all the time because they used to call me the sheriff or the general or something. Um, hey, uh, Logan, they say you might need to come in here and talk so I can eat tacos. He just shrugs his shoulders and goes like this. He doesn't say anything. Um, Tammy Anderson says, yes, that helped. And this is Tammy's Facebook. Oh. It's Jim's wife. Oh. <laughs> Got it. Um, he says he'll be at a school soon. Uh, Jeremy says, happy 50th TTT. We appreciate it. 
Um, and then uh, <laughs> his wife won't let him go. Great. Um, Wait, there's one up there. Though. We uh, missed something. Edward, Eduardo Rojas. Is that right? R O S A S. Is that Rojas? Yeah. What Rojas. recommendation for lower lowering a bike? Sierra 450 RX 2020. Not a Kubelin. Um Training. I ride a high bike. <laughs> um. If if you're gonna. So the, when you change, when you go to a lowering link, it really alters the suspension um, linkage ratio quite a bit, and that's not a good thing. You, you you would actually, instead of just getting different length of alarms to drop the whole bike, you really should have the whole, you know, should have the, 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 the link itself, the center link, and different pull arms to alter the ratio, but that's actually pretty difficult. So the best thing to do is to go to a suspension expert that knows how to professionally lower it. But I would I would advise you against that. Uh, that's mine. That, that, oh, well, you weren't drinking. That's mine. I I got an eyes on it. I I would um I would advise you against that as as much as possible um, because it, it does alter the way the bikes handle uh, quite a bit. And I've found that once you, everybody wants to put their feet on the ground, and once you realize that you don't ride with your feet on the ground, you ride with your feet on the foot pegs, um, and you can put one foot down quite comfortably. Most people, unless you're, you know, Logan, how tall are you? Five four. Logan's five four. Did you ride the Hoosberg yet? You did. How was it? A lot of power. Dry lake bed. It just did wheelies the whole time. Yeah, you ought to see the knobby on my on the front of my Husaberg 570 because it's it's rarely touched the ground. I mean, it's always like at least a little bit in the air, if not a lot. But um, what were we talking about? Oh, being 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 five four, you're eating. So being five four, and Logan's five four, and he rode my Husaberg 570, which is not a small bike. So I think you can handle that thing without lowering it too much. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, Mark says the tacos are getting cold, so you're going to have to speak up. Hey, John, you, you, you want to come on for a little while? Who, who Give George a chance to eat? Yeah, somebody needs to come over here. Well, shit, I'm as good as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> you want your water? Yeah. Or a pina colada? I, I can probably use water. So we're, we're, George got all, you know, hungry and started, you know, crunching tacos in front of us. I'm going to put mine off to the side. Um, so TX or TE for tight single track? Samuel Penn wants to know this. So he's talking about those Huskies. TX or TE for tight single track? Does that matter? You're gonna say KDX 200. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. I was, I was good with KDX 200. So KDX. 220 at the at the most. Yeah. <laughs> so so I wasn't really paying attention very much over there. But did we answer the question about we had a guy asking about the ground clearance on Beta, Sherco, and maybe KTM as well? Oh, did that pop up in the thing? Yeah, it was one of the very first questions we oh. had, and I was, I was kind of curious about that because I, I recall seeing your bike set up for Kingdom Motors this year. Right, it was stock. Well, it was, it was very much stock. But how about the ride height? Then? The well, I actually it wasn't as stock as you think it was because you know I'm always fiddling and stuff. Yeah. So I actually put the suspension off of the 250 EXCF. Okay. 
are on it. And I that, was did, a, that was a brand new 300, right? It was a brand new 300 because George set it up for his weight, so it was heavy, and I wanted the uh, softer spring. So I actually put the, the the suspension just straight off the the four stroke on it, and because I was more worried, I wanted to squat down. I wanted to get low in the rear. Get your feet closer. Well, what, no. Yeah. Only, only when I do the the the, the, the extreme enduro shuffle where yeah. you're dangling the, off the, the back, the, the last chance survivors paddle. Right, but that that's kind of a really unique riding situation. That's not most people don't do that sort of stuff. No, you did. Um, so, uh, yeah, but skill as far as there. so, it's funny because you, 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 by having something that rides low or whatever, and I and I didn't the the ride height was still like I mean I think it was like a hundred and eight. It was where it held itself up, but when I got back on that bike, the spring was softer. I was able to kind of crunch it back down, and uh, so better that way. But the the ground clearance, I don't think, is too much of an issue. I mean, I was worried about it blowing through the stroke too much. So when you come up to like a, a rock that you're going to smash into, I didn't want it to blow into the stroke and like push go, through, sack go, the bike, sack out. the bike out, and then go. And it didn't. And and. Uh, that was the only concern, but I mean, I tested it before I rode it. I didn't just throw it on there and do that. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, but ground clearance, I, I mean, the, the, the worst thing about the bikes, the aforementioned bikes you mentioned, is they all have a linkage hanging down there. Every one of them. Every one of them. And that's why I rode the KTM. And if I had a choice to do that stuff, I would ride a PDS bike every single time in extreme enduro because... It, there's less there's less stuff between my skid plate and my rear wheel hitting whatever it is that I, that well, I want to get yeah, hung up the, on. The lack of the linkage also, even even as good as you are, it still gives you the chance of approaching things at a much slower rate because you don't have to worry about pushing through that linkage part. Yeah. So a lot of times with the linkage, you, you almost have to use a little bit of momentum to hold it help it roll over slide yeah slide I mean most and now the guys are building the guides and stuff and yeah. even with the guides and stuff you still feel it I mean I still feel it hit it's, yeah, it's and, and, it's and it catches I mean if you, if you compress you know the really good riders you watch them they compress the bike down and, and the, they, they, the bike's compressed and so oh you don't have to compress it too much but like I'm not that good and I you, you know you know, I'll go up to it and the bike will unload before it goes and then the linkage catches and then I'm going over the handlebars, which I'm good at, evidently. As of recently? Sore from, so. Yeah, uh, let's see. So back to the TE, or, oh, wait a minute. So TE, so, we got, okay, here's the question. TX or TE or TE or XCW? Um, so TX or TE... I would go with TE every single time because it's just set up for doing that. It's it's got the open cartridge fork, which is a little bit. It's, it's not that not that you couldn't set up the one fork for one and the other fork for the other. Just like we talked about, we know someone that got the the open cartridge fork to work good at motocross, but it just set, it just comes out of the box set up for doing. You know, the, the TX is more for like Grand Prix or hair scrambles. You know, a little more racy. Um, tight single track. I'd rather have the the kind of the, the bump compliance of the the TE and then TE or XCW. They're kind of the same. And and what I found between from riding the Husky and that's I was so stoked that I got to ride all those those different bikes was to feel that the the Husky is it's a little bit more supple. You know, so if you want something that's a little bit mushy, it's, it's funny because 
some people are saying like, okay, Husky's setting the bikes up for a more compliant ride, maybe for like an older guy. I don't necessarily think an older guy needs a more compliant ride because might be an older guy, and I want I want the the bike to hold itself up and feel a little more active. But boy, if you ever have a chance to go, you know, to ride them back to back, that'd be the best way to do it. Oh, that's absolutely the best way to do it. Yeah, you know, ever get a hold of you know two bikes, even you know slight year differences, it's not it's not the biggest deal if you get get a bike that's three years older and your buddy has that's at least in the same genre. They don't you know right change all that much. But it's but three for me. Three years is a noticeable jump. Well, a noticeable yeah, jump yeah. in the in the in the advances of the bike, but not so much in the advances of the actual model of the bike. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the model. Yeah, so, the models. So if the trying, models have their characteristic and they yeah, stay. Yeah, bouncing the between different models. If you're bouncing between you know three different bikes in the same year, you're going to get a lot of differences. But if you're bouncing between three different genres, you know, three different styles of bike. The, the you know give or take a couple of years you're gonna kind of figure out what you're looking for yeah so I would um, I, it, if, if you're it depends it depends on what you're coming from too like you know you ask this question like if you if, if you're if you're coming from something that's three four years older anything new is gonna be an improvement oh, uh, yes. I mean even even let's just let's just go kind of brand differences like hey I'm I'm I have a four-year-old, you know, KTM 500 EXC, and you ride the new Honda, the CR450L, you're going to be impressed with the way it works. Yeah. A little bit different flavors, like flavors of ice cream. It's a little bit different, but it, it just works really good. Um, same thing, you're coming off an old CR450X, and you're maybe coming to the new X, or you're coming to a, you know, a Husky, yeah, even let's even say, even a Husky you, 501. Yeah, even if you keep the brands the same, you get like that, many, you know, that much of a year jump, and it's going to be drastically better. Right. So that's where um, those guys, I, I know... I know every internet forum out there likes to think that, that there's 110 different things you can do to make a bike better, but the guys that are making them have a pretty solid idea of, of what actually makes them a better bike. So we have a lot of questions on the Husky 501, um, and so that we just released the video last week of the 501E, right? What is it 501S or E? Yeah, it's FE501. S, no E. E. I I always get confused. Actually, even in the title, I had to go back and change it because it was wrong. But uh, so um, so Caden S says it's a really good video. Thanks for taking the time to thoroughly test this bike. Thumbs up and subscribe for me. Uh, I don't know if I can subscribe for you, but I hope you subscribe. Uh, thumbs up too. Like we like the thumbs up, especially when they're flying across the screen. It's they're almost like little dollar bills that are just flying away to Facebook world or something like that. And uh, so, and we're gonna figure out how to make that fly money. Uh, I don't. We don't know. Um, or hey, uh, no, we we really do. That's why we don't do a ton of them because we do take the time to test them. I mean, a lot of times when these bikes go back. Uh, hey Logan, you want to say hi? <laughs> say hi to everybody in the in the in the world. Yep, he's, it's past his bedtime. Uh, he's got to go do homework and all that other stuff. You were ripping on the flat track today. Good to see you guys. Self-proclaimed second best. <laughs> so, um, 
yeah, uh, we take the time to test them because you can't do it in in, in a single day. And you're going to hear some podcasts that we did on the factory editions where we did in a single day, and they're not going to sound as thorough. As you get a good impression, and I, I can feel a bike out in about 10 minutes. I can hop on it and get a really good round of impression in about 10 minutes. But after that, it's like when you get down to the nitty-gritty, nitty if you ask me a question about it, it takes some time on the bike so I can make sure that I answer that question properly. Yeah, it helps if you, if you, it helps if you get a little bit of time there to actually play with the suspension a little bit, play with the handlebars, play, you know, actually get the bike kind of dialed in for you get it comfortable for you and then you can actually kind of feel what's what's and going on there a little bit. Like in for instance we're talking about the the twenty twenty point five uh, KTM factory edition it's motocross bike and the husky um, it would be the FC four fifty Rockstar edition. And uh, they're kind of the, they're kind of the same bike, you know. They're, they're based on the same the same chassis and or similar chassis, same engine, but they're different. And 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 the cool thing we got to ride those bikes back to back at Glen Helen, and Glen Helen got rough. All the guys are out. All the all the 250 West guys are now out doing their outdoor setups. Yeah, and Glen ripping, is. and that that place got destroyed. And so it was awesome to ride those bikes there because in the beginning of the day the track was smooth and it was and then and then it changed and it really showed what the suspension did. Going back and forth, the bikes have slightly different characteristics. And so at the end of the day, I'm I'm like, man, I really like these bikes. They're not necessarily my flavor. Like I I, I, I like a slightly different flavor, but they work good. I could take either of those bikes and line them up at a start line like if I went to an SRA Grand Prix or I went to an REM Motocross I could take either of those bikes right now line it up at a start line and I would be pretty much as competitive and almost as comfortable as I could possibly be but I wanted to change the tires and that's not a slam against the Dunlops that were on it it's just me personally I would want to put like a Michelin or a Pirelli which like why would you want those or maybe even a Bridgestone but I know those tires might make that bike feel a little bit better for me and it's 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 mostly to do with bump, bump compliance and then just certain things to do with the traction but that's where additional testing comes in because I want to that's the first thing that's the only thing I really wanted to do to those bikes before I did anything else because everything worked good we got a really good setting with the suspension and it worked on both bikes we slowed the rebound down I think and uh, well, you have to listen to the dirt bike test podcast that we do on it and you'll know what we did but that's the additional testing. When you do that, then you say, okay, what's you know what's next? But kind of kind of quickly on those bikes, the the big thing that KTM did is you know you have the traction control button and you have the different maps. It's awesome, and and usually the KTM's you push it and you hardly tell a difference. Now you can tell a difference. It 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 works. And there was a Husky a few years back, like the FX that we rode, and the traction control. You couldn't tell the difference between the two maps, but the traction control really worked. Now it's like you have four different maps on those bikes, even the motocross bikes. So I was pretty pretty impressed um, that they that they did that. That's so, such a big feature until you turn the traction control off. I don't need the traction control. You turn it off and you go ride it around a couple laps. And I would have to me. I usually don't like it. I mean, I don't like traction control because I, you know, I, I I use spinning sometimes to help me do what I want to do. But later on in the day at the Glen Hill and Uphills, it was like I was had the traction control off and I turned it on just to test it. And I just found I could just come out of the turn and whack the throttle wide open, and there was no way that I could go up the hill that fast. Yep. 
using my wrist because I was just spinning all the time. And and I, I even earlier in the day I realized I had to back off to go faster up the hill, which is kind of counterintuitive. But um, traction control on those bikes uh, really does it's yeah work. It's such a big deal for the 99% of the world that needs it. Um, obviously, there's there's plenty of well, there's not plenty of people, but there's a handful of people that, that are better than it, but. For the rest of us, it's... And even, it, it, it's, it's one of those things where you have to test it. You, you actually have to go out and see what it does. You know, you have to say, hey, does this work? And it may be on there, and there may be times to use it and not. And the good thing about it is you just, you just reach your thumb over and push the button, and then it's off. And reach the button and push it on, yeah, it's off. KTM has got the, the dial adjustment for the map settings and the traction control. I, 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 like, I like Yamaha's one button because behind that button I can actually program the maps that I want. Yeah, the Yamaha is you got to hold it. No, 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 no. The new one, you just push it. Oh. No, no, the new one, just... Okay. The, no, the Honda one's the one that's no, jacked I got, up. I got one no. of those. Yeah, you have to, like, take two hands and, like, you have, yeah, to, you uh, have to lick your lips. You, yeah, you sit there and wait for it to blink a couple times. You blink a couple times. Then it's usually wrong anyway. No, it's like zero... It's, it takes zero throttle. Yeah, Honda really... If there's something they need to get... I bought, I bought one of those in my, my own money. Don't worry. <laughs> They they could they could use they somebody needs to make just the push the one quick push oh. button but okay so back to the uh, Husky five hundred one videos I know we got sidetracked there um, X timer tracks dash sub to me says here before four thousand subscribers don't stop I really want to be friends huh 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 I want to be friends too I want to be friends huh. Okay, okay. Vidmoto so says... Like subscribe, go for it. Vidmoto says, thorough. Yeah. Send exactly. money. Send good friends. Send money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. X-Timer, send money. will be good. I actually... Re Remember the guy I said? The guy that... that, 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 that um, Class? Uh, I, I should remember his name. I refunded him today. From the, the weekend? No, 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 no. The, the, the guy who just, like, blatant, just... Liked what we were doing, and he sent he sent a donation in to dirt bike oh, to the email. Huh? You did? You sent mine too. I refund yours. Yeah. Yeah. We're not ready to take money. We're not we're not good enough for money yet. Uh, <laughs> That's not true for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Janie says you can you can uh, find Janie on the Facebooks and you can send her money. <laughs> It'll be my tip tonight. Find her Actually, my tab, maybe. Find her on Tinder. Jason Rice says, awesome video. Can't wait to see what you guys do to these bikes. I just bought a 2020 KTM 500 XCFW. I'm really impressed with this bike. It's so light, and the fit and finish in the 2020 is the best. I've seen on a dirt bike. I just added a JD tuner and a new end cap, and the bike runs very smooth. Jason, I agree. And since we actually, since Scott Hoffman is buying the Husky, we will do some stuff to it in different steps, and uh, hopefully you can learn some different things about that. But I, man, with an end cap and a tuner, I'd be happy. Hard, hard, hard pressed to impress you over a KTM 500. Wow. Um, Solid bike. Uh, Jack Bauer says, Jimmy, your reviews like this are much appreciated. Sober Jimmy is much more collected and doesn't ramble. Well, Jack, cheer, cheers to you, buddy. Yeah. Mm. Victor's got a rally question. Um, Jack, what makes you think I wasn't drunk when I did that Husky video? 
<laughs> now I I try to keep it together here. Uh, Paul Van Hoyt says, great real-world and insightful review. I'm impressed how Husky and KTM keep evolving these machines. Though they're still they still must have ten inventory of those mirrors. Uh, the, the, oh, they're trying to get rid of those mirrors. Yeah. That, did, did I, did I, did, we didn't even slam it for the mirrors, did we? On the video, I think yeah, we did. Mirror. Yeah, those mirrors are junk. I mean, they're just, they know you're going to take them off. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, or they're going to break off. It's kind of like the PDS suspension. You know, you're just going to take it off, right? <laughs> uh, Caminon 100. I'm gonna get the dirt version and put on some blinkers. I had the 2016 450F and now have the 2020 FE300 TPI. Great bikes, still cheaper than a girlfriend. <laughs> Try my wife. Uh, yeah. Gosh. <laughs> Uh, hey, so we did have a question about okay. Jimmy respects the PDS versus linkage. Do the KTM rally bikes run PDS or linkage? Linkage. Linkage. Because um, they're racers. No, they're racers and they're all psychotic. They they have to have a, a racer has to have a linkage. It, it just there's no way. I mean, they're all they're all mental. They're head cases. And so they know that the linkage works on the other guy's race bike that beat him. So you have to have a linkage. That's the way racing works. I just, when I took off at King of the Motos, I knew, I started right next to Colton Hayes. He was like right in front of me when he started. And I saw that he had a linkage and I knew I wasn't going to beat him and I didn't care. Yeah. Did you beat him? No. No, I didn't beat him. Actually, you know, we should, like look at his track logs and like try to DQ him because I know mine were good. Actually, I need to send my track logs to Justin, by the way. Um, uh, David R says, "Wow, throw one across the bow of BestDualSportBike.com." Well, since I just announced BestDualSportBike.com on this podcast, that was even better than throwing it across the bow. Whatever I said. I think it was probably about the 90, is it the 90 degree um, fuel injector nozzle or is he, a, is he the bald guy? Yeah. Which guy's the bald guy? No, he's, 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 he's the other bald guy. The other one, not the not the bald guy, but the other bald guy. Jim's kind of bald. I'm kind of bald. Yeah, so we're all bald. Don't trust bald guys on the internet that are trying to sell you things because they make it up. Because the actually, I rode a guy in the class. Okay, that the, the first recluse bike I rode before I did my cartwheel. That guy had a complete um, relocation of the the TPI fuel injectors into the reeds. So it was a it was a get system. I've never I haven't seen this before, but he had his he had screws stuck in the in the TPI ports, and he had a reed block, and he had the injectors in there. They relocated them in there, and and I said, wow, I, what I thought maybe it was a conversion to take a carbureted one and make it fuel injected, but because I didn't pay attention, but look at it and he said no it's it's that way the that way it um the oil doesn't get stuck on the reeds or something like that and i mean and i rode his bike because i i'm like i, I got, got interested i was mostly about the clutch but then i looked and, and i rode it and he said it makes more power and i couldn't tell i really couldn't 
tell because there was a there was when I was trying to make more power, there was still a lot more throttle left. I could just turn the throttle farther and it made more power. But yeah, that runs me right back to my statement from the end. Every internet forum thinks there was a better way to design. What a time Hey, um, Grudge Tank says. He's talking about the Husky 501, but do they outperform the WR450? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we're pretty sure it outperforms the WR450, especially stock. But you can't even get a license plate on your WR450. So the first time I rode the Husky, I thought it was really, really slow. But I was, I was just kind of tooling around. We were playing. What'd you come off, Mike? Luceberg? The 570 that has a lot of power? No, I came off of my bike. Oh, your Honda 450X. No, I came off of Pittsburgh. But uh, <laughs> I said the same thing. I, like, I got on it. I was like, man, this thing is very mellow, very smooth. And then I, I just like twisted the throttle just a little tiny bit further. And it, it well, I performed those yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, they, they go. Yeah, yeah it, was um, it just it just required a little more throttle turn than say an R. Yeah. So two more, two more questions. Got two more. Uh, Tommy D, nineteen sixty three Iffy. It's his name. Says I had a seventeen and love it. This review has me thinking it's time for another one. Uh huh. I agree. Yeah, that's that's that that's that three year thing I talk about all the I time. I would absolutely never talk anyone down off of buying a brand new motorcycle. <laughs> they're fantastic. Yeah, they're absolutely fantastic. Even if they're even if they're unchanged, they're fantastic. They're tight. They're they're together. They have they have the most amount of compression they'll ever have. They're, they're, new motorcycles are fantastic. New bikes are super awesome. And Todd Kurt says, just wondering if the extra point of compression is a noticeable compared to the 17 or 19 models. I also agree with Jimmy on the reed valve and the issue. Removing it does nothing for the power until probably three quarters throttle. And then it's only minimal. I have a 2017 500 EXCF and would suggest that the only mods needed are removing the screen at the end of the muffler and adding a JD tuner. Even the gearing on the 2020 is good. I think if I counted right, it's 1448. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad somebody agrees with me. Yeah, I don't see anything crazy about that comment. No, that's the a KTM 500 is KTM Husky whatever 500 is a rock solid motorcycle. So why? Awesome. So why'd you buy Honda? Because we, because honestly, I'm I'm a massive person. I don't know if you could notice this the size difference between the two of us. Right. The KTM. And we the call Husky, him Big John yeah, for a reason. The KTM and the Husky are really small. Yeah, they feel really, really small. The seat height to pegs feels super low. They just feel like small motorcycles, and I, I don't feel particularly comfortable. So, so here's a guy that 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 likes that really likes the Husky and the KTM. Nothing wrong with him, and he goes and buys a Honda because he realized that the chassis and no, the cockpit yeah, works. There's, there's not. It's not crazy huge differences between all of them anyways. I went with what fit me the best, what, you know, I went out and rode it, and went, this bike, you know, this bike I can see myself spending a really long day on, having a good time on, and the other one I was, who knows, maybe if I would've gave 20 hours to any of the other ones, I might've bought one of those too, but they just, they seemed a little too small for me, and I, I went with the one that that best fit me on the showroom. On the sh showroom floor? Well, 
I've seen it. I've seen it a couple of times. How was it that sand wash out by Dumont? Oh. <laughs> I have that video sometimes. Oh. Yeah, we had game. We had it all throughout. So, yeah. up at one. Point. We're gonna talk about Jimmy's car real today. Let's talk about mine. <laughs> yeah, it's also on Honda. I still like it. Yeah, that that was that bike. That was that it. Wasn't, bike. It wasn't your bike. It was, it was, it was your it was, bike. It was Honda. It was Honda's bike. No, that was a that was a sketchy. That was a sketchy little thing. So, um, anyways, uh, I think we're. Um, Everybody says Victor's the video is dropping out constantly. Okay, Victor's got a question. A rally question. Rally question. Yeah. Is to the Dakar going outside Saudi Arabia next year? Jordan and I've, I've heard I've heard Jordan. I've heard they're looking into Jordan. So yeah, the question is, is the is the Dakar rally going outside of uh, Saudi? And I think they might want to. Um, I see. But I don't know. I mean... You never, you never know. They usually try to keep that stuff pretty under wraps. I know they're talking to those countries. We know that. But, uh, they're looking for... It's like, I think they found that the empty quarter of Saudi Arabia is exactly that. Very empty. <laughs> even the rider, even the rider said this. They said it was just nothing. There was a lot of nothing out there. So... Um, I guess it beats booby traps and... Yeah, stuff you might have had to deal with in your day. No, in Africa, no. There was Africa was amazing. I mean, it was sketchy, but it was amazing. So it's 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 all it's all different. Uh, Mark Victor's on a bar stool back there. Looks like he's enjoying his time. So. Hell yeah! Yeah, uh, guess, uh, that bar stool should probably have my name on it by so. now, huh? <laughs> this one? Yeah, that this one or maybe here. that one. I don't know. One of them. I, I tried to get I tried to get a bar stool with my name on it, but it didn't work. And then we tried for maybe an ashtray with my name on it. They didn't even, they didn't even go bike for that. You know, you got to get something for having two hundred tequilas. Two fifty? What are we at? How many tequilas, Jamie? How many? Where am I at? Seventy-eight. Two hundred and seventy-eight. No, the top runner. Oh, roughly. Roughly. Oh, 226 tequilas. Yeah. <laughs> so, cool. Well, anyways, uh, we have any other dirt bike and dirt bike related questions that we need to answer here? You, you, you got it all covered? That's, that's actually my wife, but... Oh, she's checking on you? Yeah. 237 tequilas I've had here. That's close. So you put this one on the list too, right? 238 now. 238 with this uh, ultra-old um, stuff. But uh, two, I'm, I'm going back to look to see uh, the the uh, Jack to Jack. You know, yeah. I'm sorry, I had a couple in me tonight, <laughs> so it might have got a little wishy washy. <laughs> we'll, we'll see where uh, we'll see where Tech Talk Tuesday uh, Taco Tuesday continues. Um, I'm not sure whether we're going to be super regular on the schedule the next couple weeks. So you got. You know, I, I don't want to laugh anymore because my ribs might hurt or something. Uh, we've also got a lot of flat track training coming up. We're trying to get a solid schedule, four days a week, sometimes five. You know how hard it is to water that track? I looked really hard today. Yeah, that's that's what I that's my job all day was watering that track. Yeah, that's why that's why the podcast um, for the the factory editions isn't up. Um, I'd like to thank Gabe for getting that uh, on a CRF250 video up. It already had like, it went up this afternoon and already had like 78 views in it. Um, Mark Bermkan, Mark, uh, his video on the Honda Rally uh, 
it's already like said it was like in the hundred thousands or something crazy. But that's a pretty um, popular popular bike. I mean, they don't even sell that many of them. So, um, okay. Um, I think that's. Uh, I think we're gonna start wrapping it up. Should we wrap it up? We're, we've dwindled down to 16 people. So you know, I think it's probably time. You know when we had Ricky Brabeck on here, there was there was 10 times that many people on there. Same size, less rider. Didn't win the Dakar. No. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> A couple flat track events, but... So, hey, uh, that's over 7 liters of tequila, somebody just told me. Not in shots? That's not big. Oh, that's a good calculation. You need to do that. How many liters of tequila have we drank? Oh shit! Bring back yeah. Langtown mini bike racing. Um, no, I'm. That's, that's just broken ribs. I'm so excited over that. Yeah, I'm just flat track now. It's pretty easy. So cool. Well, hey everybody, thanks for uh, joining. Thanks for watching. Um, if you like this, uh, add comments down below. Tell a friend. Share. Hey. You can you can always support Dirt Bike Test by you know go to Dirt Bike Test and if you're looking at one of the stories and there's the Amazon thing at the bottom you can always shop through there we get a little cut there uh, buying a T-shirt never hurt anybody and then you can support John where's your I did look, yeah, look at that one we got all the yeah. all the brands on here Victor, an older one Victor picked up a hat and T-shirt today uh, he's yeah. trying to hide from the camera um, <laughs> Logan, Logan was wearing one today it's all good so you can always get a T-shirt and. Uh, Where's yours? Where's mine? Don't you have one? No. She doesn't. No. Janie doesn't have a dirt bike test T-shirt. Well, what you do is you go on www.dirtbiketest.com. You click on the shop button. Some thing comes down, and then you can buy a T-shirt. There we go. Okay. And that says enjoy pain while living, which I'm currently doing. So with that, we're gonna sign off, and I'm gonna eat my tacos. Thanks to Big John. Thanks to George for uh, hanging out all the rest of the peanut gallery, and we will see you out on the trail. Cheers. Anchor.